to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. Under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Turn that pit into a prayer closet. And the good news is, while you're there in the pit, there's nothing else in the pit. There's no distractions in the pit. There's no cell phones in the pit. There's no TV in the pit. There's nothing in the pit to distract you. Now you can do one of two things. You can connect to the power that's greater than any power. Or you can stay in the pit and you can die of thirst and starvation. But I would suggest that the best thing to do is to turn your pit into a preparation room. Because you're about to face something else after this. And you, while you're there in the pit, you just begin praying Father I know you got it Father you see what they're doing Father I can't help myself right now but I know that you're in control Father what's next you got to prepare yourself for what's next because the fact that someone has put you in a pit doesn't mean it's over I wish I could talk like I really feel this Um, see People got all kind of pits that they put you in. And, and what, what, really, what they want is to twist and twist and twist until it hurts. But, boy, they, they don't know that their, their plan, Lord, is incompletable when you are the favorite of your father. See, if, if I wasn't my father's favorite, you can put me in a pit and I'd die in the pit. But because I am my father's favorite, he won't let me stay in a pit. <laughs> and so, even though you leave me in the pit, my father will come get me from the pit. And even though there's nothing in the pit, there's somebody in the pit. Y'all still here with me? Even though you've closed off every door and every avenue and every opportunity and you've shut me in on every side, you can't keep my God out of this pit. Even though you won't talk to me, you won't speak to me, you won't look at me. You can't shut out my God from talking to me. Even though you won't give me no work. <laughs> you, gotta, you, you got me in the corner. You, you, you're giving me menial stuff to do because you, you don't want to see me shine. You can't stop my God from intervening in this pit. Y'all still here? And so... There is this conspiracy to kill you. There is this casting you into the pit. But thirdly, 
and I'll be done. There is a changing of the plans regarding you. It picks up here in verse 26 or so. It says, uh, and let me, I, I need to read 25 because that's kind of key too. They, they sat down to eat a meal after throwing their brother in the pit. They sat down and had some chicken sandwiches and some veal or something. And they were drinking soda and pop and orange juice. and They might even have some cornbread or something. And I want you to, I want you to see this picture. They just threw their brother in the pit. He's in the pit. And there's nothing in the pit. They don't get up and leave the pit. They sit around the pit and have dinner. Now, this is just me. Maybe I'm just thinking too much. I'm thinking Joseph is probably smelling the food. It's just me. He's, he's smelling and he's hearing the conversation. They're laughing and joking. While their brothers in the pit with nothing in the pit. And Joseph has to endure watching perhaps and hearing his brothers have a good time eating and drinking while he's in the pit. Listen, all of this, God is watching. I'm talking to somebody. You're, you're in the pit and around you, the people who are doing the damage, they're eating and drinking and laughing and having a good time while they're suffocating you and starving you and have placed you in a place where you can't grow. Help me, Jesus. And while that's happening, while they're having their fun and won't let you have none. God is watching everything. Stay here with me. The plans regarding Joseph start changing because one of the conspirators of this plan is a coward. Okay? Reuben came up with the idea in the first place, but Reuben is not, he's not strong enough He's really a coward. He, he's, he's cowardice in the fir- fact, first of all, that he didn't, have the, he didn't have the guts to go along with the plan to kill him in the first place. That's why he came up with the secondary plan. And then secondly, he's a coward because while he did throw his brother in the pit, he's sitting around with his brothers eating while his brother is in the pit. He's too cowardice to say, wait a minute, guys. You know what? I was planning on coming back to get him, but come on, this ain't right. Come on, we got to take, you got to get him up. He doesn't have the courage to do that. He's a coward to the plan. Y'all still here? And because there's a coward to the plan, and sometimes you need to thank God for the cowards, Lord help us, to the plan, because there's some conspiracies that have been uh, derived and contrived about 
you that did not go through because there was a coward to the plan. Lord Jesus, there was somebody who didn't have the courage, somebody that God put in the mix that that they weren't evil enough. They weren't wicked enough. They weren't strong enough to go through with the plan. God has a way of putting a ram in the bush. And sometimes the ram is a coward. He's here in the middle of all of this. And he's the coward. And so it came to pass, verse 23, Joseph came to his brothers. They stripped him, verse 24. They took off his coat. They threw him in the pit, verse 25. They sat down to eating this meal, and watch this. So they lifted up their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, and they had camels, they were bearing spices and myrrh, and they're on their way down to Egypt. And so watch this. This is, watch this. This is the plan beginning to change based on the divine intervention of God. Help me, Lord. They were going to eat their meal and probably throw the bones, I don't know, even there in, in the pit and say, hey, want something to eat? Eat that and laugh and have jokes about it or whatever. You know, they was, they was just going to be cruel to Joseph. They was just going to be mean and evil to him. But God is working in the middle of this plan because you never know what's next, Lord Jesus. And I'm trying to help somebody here because sometimes we're in a tight spot and it seems seems like we're going down for the last count, but I want you to know God is watching, God is listening, and God has a way of stepping in and, and changing the plan. Lord, help me here. As they sat down eating outside, the plan is beginning to change. The people, they, they, they can't kill you, they can't destroy you, they can't take your gift, they can't do anything to you except and unless God allows it to take place. Are y'all still here? And so they're, 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 they're doing what they're trying to do and his brothers they got this they, they said wow wait a minute um huh. Judah says why should we kill him when we can profit from him and uh what what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood listen to this this is this is how crazy haters are Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let not our hand let, let, let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. Wait a minute. Wasn't he your brother and your flesh when you were conspiring to kill him in the first place? When you already had figured out what lie you was going to tell? Wasn't he still your brother and your flesh when you threw him into the pit? But here is, watch this, here is the change maker for them. The change maker for them is an opportunity to profit from their brother. Stay here with me. Your haters will, when they figure out they can't really destroy you like they want to, when they figure out they can't silence you like they want to, they'll figure out how can I profit from you? How can I make some some money? How can I generate some revenue how can I generate maybe even some some fame or some fortune from you and from your gift and from what you have and from what you possess and watch this they'll do it under the guise of I'm really helping you but ultimately what they're trying to do is strip you of what you have we've watched this happen over and over and again in the music industry in the gospel industry and in multiple other areas of life we've watched folk who had great gifts that were stripped of their gift lord have mercy and profit was made from the gift from folks that didn't have the gift lord jesus haters who who saw what they were able to do lord we're watching it even in sports and athletics haters who have nothing to do with they 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 haven't they haven't got on one uh, uneven bar they haven't got on one 
uh, floor exercise, but yet they got the nerve and audacity to come at Simone Biles because she took a day off or two. I mean, come on here. But but they want because they what for them is just about the profit. It's about what she can do and how can we make money off of what you can do. I'm trying to help somebody here because oftentimes your haters are really after trying to silence you, and if they can't silence you and they can't quiet you and they can't and they Lord God they can't destroy you uh, by tweeting something or or posting something then what they'll try to do is see how can I make a profit off of you and so they they said let's sell him let's sell him and so they watch this this is something I want you to see I I, I really I'm (sighs) verse 28 says the Midianite traders they passed by so the brothers watch this pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and they sold him here's what I want you to notice don't get excited just because your haters lift you up don't get excited because they pull you out of a pit because their purpose for pulling you out or their purpose for lifting you up might not be what you think the purpose of his brothers lifting him up was so that they can sell him down the river, down the road, and make a profit off of him. 20 pieces of silver. Listen, we've got this assignment to serve those who hate our God and hate us. In the process of that, We're going to run into all kinds of obstacles. And because we are the father's favorite, haters are going to come at you. They're going to come. They're coming for you. And and let me throw this out. Everybody who says they're a Christian ain't a Christian. Can I just tell you that? I'm I'm trying to to mess up some people. This folk are like, yeah, I'm I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. Everybody say love the Lord and, and, and even go to church. The devil likes church better than Christians do. He said, what? Oh, yeah. Don't you know he was, he, he was created as the anointed cherub of God? He was, he was the center of worship. He was, he was the reflector of the glory of God. He, yeah, he loves worship. Yeah, he, he not, you don't think he's scared to come across thresholds. No, he's coming right up in here and probably here before you on time. Every Sunday. He's not scared of church. So he's. <laughs> the enemy's plan is to silence and to keep those whom God has sent to serve from being able to flourish in the assignment that they have and the blessing that they have. Joseph has this gift from God of dreams. They want to kill that. He has a gift of a multicolored coat from his father. They want to take that. Uh, they, they, they are, they're doing everything they can to, to cast him into a limited space and place where he can't flourish, where he's going to suffocate and die. But, but here's the good news, everybody. The good news is, as God is watching the whole thing, God steps in and begins to change the plans of the enemy. I'm, I want to talk to somebody right here because you're in a tight spot right now, today. You're in a hot 
tight spot right now today. I want you to know that I believe that God might be changing the plan already. But even if he hasn't begun to change the plan, I want you to know that he's capable of changing the plan of the enemy that he has for you. Let me back that up. God is changing the plan on your life right now. God is changing the, the plan that the enemy had for you. The enemy meant it for evil, but God is going to turn it around and use it for your good. I'm not just using that as a colloquialism, as a quote from the text, but I want you to understand that though it looks looks dark, though it looks like it's over, though it looks like we can't get no further, God is not done. God is not finished. And he is a God who can turn every situation around and he's changing the plan of the enemy even right now because the enemy's plan for you was to steal, kill, and destroy everything that the Father has blessed you with. If God, Lord help me here, has blessed you with a gift, he wants to destroy your testimony. He wants to destroy your ability to be used by God. He wants to kill your joy. He wants to kill your ability to thrive and to live and to move. And But what God is stepping in. God is intervening. God is sending Ishmaelites. God is sending. Lord, help me here. God sends in these Ishmaelites. Watch this. And the plan changes. Now, somebody might say, well, wait a minute, Pastor. That ain't no good. That's not no good change. I mean, he went from being in the pit to being now a slave. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem. We don't know what's next. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me slow down for you. You go from one situation to the next, and it looks like it's getting worse. And it feels like God has abandoned you and is not hearing your prayer. Ever been in that spot? And the reason why you, we, we get, how do I say, overwhelmed with that is because we don't know what's next. Stay here. Sometimes I've got to take you deeper before I can bring you higher. Sometimes I've got to take you into darker places before we can get you to lighter places. Sometimes I've got to take you through some harder times, Lord help, before you get to better times. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes it's going to get worse before it gets better. But don't give up hope. Keep praying in the pit. Keep seeking God in the pit. Keep preparing in the pit because God is changing the plans to move you from the pit to the palace. Y'all have mercy. He's changing plans to take those who are your enemy and make them your footstool. Lord Jesus, I know it doesn't feel like it right now. It doesn't seem like it's working right now, but I declare that the word of God is true. All things are working together for the good of those who love God and who are the called according to his purpose. So don't give up hope on what God is doing. The, the bigger thing is we just never know what's next. But I want you to grab this out of the text. Because one thing I don't see in the text, 
I don't see Joseph kicking and screaming. I don't hear Joseph complaining. Watch this. And the reason why Joseph is able to go right along with the plan is because God put a vision and a dream in his heart and already showed him what the end is going to be. Here you go, and I'm done. I'm out your way. We already know what the end is going to be. We already know. In the end, we win. So don't be stressed out about being sold into slavery. Don't be stressed out because your haters conspire to kill you because they throw you in a pit. Don't, don't, don't. Because guess what? While all that's happening, God is changing the plan. Because one thing is for sure, the plans of God for you always supersede the plans the enemy has against you. Amen? Father in heaven, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your grace. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will even speak now. Someone is in a pit experience. They're going through what seems like hell and every round seems to get worse. First, these brothers just vocalized their hate and they would not speak peace. Then it moved from a hatred of heart to a hatred of action. They've thrown their brother in a pit. They want to kill him. It goes from that to they want now to sell him. And they sell him into slavery. But they still have a plan that they're going to lie about all that took place. But I'm glad, God, that you're in full control because somebody under the sound of my voice is in one of those pits this morning. And it feels like the world is winning and the enemy is victorious, but they don't know what's next. God, I'm praying with them, praying for them that they would keep their hope and their joy and their anticipation on what's next. Because when you are involved, the what's next is always for our good and for your glory. So I know that you will bring us through. You will bring us out. Father, someone's going through life situations. Someone else, God, today perhaps doesn't even know you as Lord and Savior of their life. They're lost. And life keeps taking them deeper and deeper and deeper into a mess. A mess that they seem that they can't even escape from. Sin has overshadowed them. It is, it, it is controlling their life. But God, today they realize that they need to surrender their life to you. Because you are a forgiving God. You'll cleanse them of all their sin. You'll wipe away all of their transgressions. You'll set them afresh as fresh and new. And you'll give them eternal life today. So I'm praying for that lost person today, that brother, that sister, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl, that they would surrender their heart and their life to you today, God, that they might be delivered from the destruction that is yet to come. Spirit of the Lord, have your way in this time of invitation, and we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed 
by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. And remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.